Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. What does it take to achieve a dream? How do you pivot from one thing to another? What do you do when the road to your destination isn't clearly laid out in front of you? These are all questions that at some point we all have or probably will ask ourselves in figuring out our life's path. My guest today is entrepreneur and hospitality specialist, Tony TK Nguyen. Tony is the CMO of Skylight Nachang at the Havana Hotel in Nachang, Vietnam. And he holds down many positions and titles in his various business ventures. But what I love most about his story is that he comes straight from the dance community that I and the, the Kinjas come from. And he gets into a story of how the spaces that he was in allowed him to see everything as an opportunity. He also talks about the concept of burning his boats, which was his moment of realizing that the only way he was going to achieve his dream was to go full out with no option of turning back. And obviously with the current state of the world, everything is being affected. Um, and with travel and tourism at an all-time low, he and his business are also needing to figure out how to pivot during this time. And what I love about talking with TK is his uh, mindset. Um, he still sees this time of lockdown as an opportunity for growth for himself personally, uh, for his businesses. And um, he gets into how people are pushing to find creative ways to still provide value and entertainment virtually through technology. And uh, he gets into ways that he and his company Skylight are still bringing great music and positive vibes to the folks at home. Uh, during this quarantine life. And uh, this is the first episode that we're doing through the Kinja's live stream. Um, we hopped on the, the Kinja's IG live stream and uh, we're doing these weekly program. We're, we're doing stuff all week and we're still trying to figure out the kinks of how to still bring education and entertainment to you guys at home. So uh, I'm recording this by myself. I don't have my usual team I'm trying to practice uh, good, safe, physical and social distancing and so um, the audio for this episode is going to be a little bit more raw than normal. Um, we're still trying to figure out the best ways to do this. Uh, obviously make it quality but be safe while we're doing it. Every week, every Sunday we're going to go live on the Kinja's um, live stream so if you want to listen to and tune in to the live pod, uh, tune in on Sundays. We're going to post the times on our, on our flyers that we're going to be posting up on the Kinja's uh, Instagram. Uh, but we're still going to be uploading the audio to the, the podcast platform. So obviously, if you're listening to this um, on your uh, streaming platforms, the audio will live there as well if you missed the live stream. But definitely uh, hop on to the Kinja's live stream um, on Sundays for the live pod. Uh, this was a fun episode. It was, good. it was a good time catching up with TK. It's dope to see how people on the other side of the globe, um, he's out there in Vietnam and how they're they're functioning and how they're handling things right now. Um, I think this is a really good episode uh, for, yeah, just for the folks that are really trying to uh, figure out how to hustle and how to kind of figure out um, achieving their dreams and TK is definitely out there doing it. Uh, let's just jump right in. So today my guest is CMO and owner and vibe director of Skylight Nachang in Vietnam. He is the CEO of global hospitality group, See the World Group. He is the chairman of the destination marketing organization, organization Visit Nachang. 
He's a CMO of construction manufacturing company, My Viet Group. He is an OG dance community head, represent Urban Effects, former host of World of Dance. We have, oh, and he is titled the King of Nightlife by Budweiser, apparently. He's an entrepreneur, hashtag T-O-M-L, time of my life, hashtag trust the journey. So my guy, if you're in here, tag in so I can tag you in. If you're out there, see how this thing works. Sorry guys, we're working out the kinks here. We're, we're doing our first uh, live pod, so we'll see how this technology works out. Let me just like, hold up. Are you out there? Are you out there, my guest? Waiting, waiting, waiting. Boom! We have TK, Tony Win. He's out in Vietnam right now. Vietnam in the house. What's up, everybody? What up, Ben? What, what time is it over there right now? It is 9 a.m. on a Monday morning here. 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. Man, it's the beauty of technology, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we're, out here. we're out here in L.A., man. We're, we're trying to make it work. Obviously, it's a uh, crazy time. Crazy times. Um, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm here at the complex by myself practicing uh, social distancing, but uh, we got to keep the pod going, you know what I mean? Keep it going, got to spread but, the good uh, vibes. People need some positivity in their life right now. There's so much negativity out there with everything that's going on in the world. So. so I don't know if you heard, but I, I gave the, the intro of all the things. You have many titles and holding down a lot of, uh, a lot of really cool positions. But the cool thing, man, that, uh, that I love about we want to get into all the stuff that you're doing but you are a dance community OG head. We all go back uh, many, many years. You used to get down with Urban Effects. Dude, before that, formality. Oh, that's right, formality. <laughs> How can I forget? Yeah. And people, if you guys don't know, go look it up in the archives. TK is an OG. Um, but yeah, man, let's, let's get into, so obviously we talked about this live pod and uh, yeah, the, the show is movement in the shadows. It's like a whole behind the hustle. We want to get into all the hustle stuff. Uh, but give us just like a brief uh, intro of like where you grew up, where you're from, dancing, all that stuff. Like give us a little snapshot. Cool. I mean, uh, I'm, from, I'm from San Diego. So anybody here from Southern California, drop some hearts down here or whatever. Um, originally started dancing in high school. Uh, back in high school, there was this thing called air bands. So like it was kind of like a dance lip sync competition and that's kind of where it uh, gave us our start. But never thought I would actually start dancing and like, you know, picking that up as like a hobby or as a passion or whatnot. So after like high school, you know, we, there was this whole like collegiate, like, I don't know, this whole collegiate like scene I had no idea about. And it was Cher Rubia, uh, who is married to KB, right? She's the one that introduced me to formality. She's like, yo, you and your boy Edo need to go check this out. You guys got to go to this audition. It's for this like all male dance crew called Formality. And I was like, what? And I, I didn't really know anything about it, but I had, I had seen a video of Bust the Groove because I went to go support KJ back in the day when he was on Culture Shock. So this is like 2000, 2001 or something like that. And then, so I ended up going to audition. I'd never been to an audition before. It was my first time, super nervous. And it was like, it, it, I don't know, it was just like this weird, I'd never had to do any of that before. Like we were used to doing air bands where you would practice one dance routine 
for maybe like three or four months and perform it, right? Here you're learning one routine in a matter of like 45 minutes and having to perform it on the spot. So it was a, it was a very like, uh, I was super nervous. Uh, we actually came late. It was all the way down in the south side. So it was, at, uh, it was for formality. And then from there we actually made it and we had this like crazy breakthrough year where formality won like four competitions in a row. Uh, ending with, uh, I want to say it was Bust to Groove was the last one, right? It was like the four major competitions back. It was like Vibe, um, Fusion, Bust to Groove. There's one more. What's the other one I'm, I'm thinking of? Are you talking about, uh, wait, you said Vibe, Fusion, well, Bust to Groove, which is now Body Rock. That was, yeah, that was deep. And then, uh, I mean, there was like Ultimate Brawl. Ultimate Brawl, okay, was... it might have been Ultimate Brawl then. So then like we, we Formality swept all four. And I was just like blown away. I loved it. Um, fast forward, I ended up uh, auditioning for Urban Effects, following my man KJ, because KJ was like my mentor, kind of like the one that got me into the whole dancing. And shout out to KJ. I don't know if you're in here, but KJ Gonzalez. Shout out KJ. And then uh, from there, it was crazy because the whole dancing just opened up this whole new world to me. And like when I was in college, like I wanted to start a fraternity, but then like my actually, like the fraternity that we're in was like the whole dance scene. You know what I mean? And I don't know, so, so dance led me to performing at clubs. Performing at clubs led me to throwing parties and becoming a promoter, throwing events. Um, doing events with like Myron Martin, so shout out to Myron. And then that led to like eventually like, uh, what is it, uh, producing events. So working with Anna on a Busted Groove that turned into Body Rock and then helping out with World of Dance when we first launched and then becoming like the MC. So I, I can go on and on forever. I mean, should we talk about yeah, dance so, only or what? I mean, no, no. Like I love, I love that because I, I love uh, learning about how um, dance opened doors, right? I mean, I think that's kind of what uh, dance has done for like a good majority. I mean, even with Kinjas, I mean, we never thought that we would turn um, our love for dance into a full fledged business, right? And being able to have like an amazing spot like this. So. Uh, at what point for yourself did you transition from uh, just kind of being in the dance scene um, and then as you were talking about got kind of going into the nightlife scene and, and learning what that was all like um, and like you kind of you, you went into that venture and then you kind of took off with like this you became in my mind I was like yo when did TK become like this crazy entrepreneur you know what I'm saying and like you, you obviously are in Vietnam um, you know running things out there that, with the hospitality um, the industry out there. So where, at what point did you kind of shift your focus from like the dance life to like, I want to pursue this like entrepreneurial dream? So like looking back on like dance, it's crazy how much dance has kind of been like the foundation of like all this, uh, everything that I've done, right? Like dance is amazing because like, one, I think all of us want a sense of belonging, right? And being belonging to something bigger than just yourself. And like being a part of dance is, you know, you're working so hard on something uh, for months and months practicing, uh, you know, day in and day out to perform it one time on stage in hopes of getting like the reaction that you want from the crowd and like that, that high of being able to be on stage and perform and like, you know, dance really gave me confidence, you know, it made me feel comfortable with being who I am. It gave me, I missed the sense of like camaraderie and like being on a team, you know what I'm saying? And you know, with dance, it's crazy because all those skill sets eventually helped me get to where I am today. So that's why I always say like, trust the journey. You know, you never know where life is gonna take you. 
and dance has really kind of been like the the seed that kind of like blossomed into where I am today, right? So like going from when did I realize, you know, transitioning from dance to like the club thing and being more entrepreneurial, I think like for me, dance was just something I, I just loved to do and it was just fun. Um, I mean, just being at all the shows and seeing everybody like from the community, like everybody from like Southern California, even like Northern California coming together was awesome. And when I would perform, I, we would go to the, uh, we would also perform at nightclubs. So like when we performed at nightclubs, it was a lot of fun because it was something different. And like back then I didn't drink or anything. So like I was looking forward to turning 21 so I could just go dance at the clubs. You know what I mean? It wasn't even like, yo, I'm turning 21. Let's go drink. It was like, yo, I'm turning 21. We can go to the club. We can start dancing. You know what I mean? And with the whole like, with the whole turning 21 thing, like we were performing at clubs before I was even 21 on Urban Effects. We were doing like East Street Alley, like different clubs and like the gas lamp. And then because we weren't 21, we had to leave right after. But every time we performed, we would just bring a lot of people out. And I think it's all, it's because I've always been kind of like a social person. I've always just like known a lot of people. And then as a result, you know, we, we would perform and then the promoters were like, yo, TK, every time you guys perform, you guys always bring like a, a, a crowd, you know? And like, we're bringing all these other dancers to come join the party and the dancers brought the vibe, you know what I mean? They brought the energy, you know? And it was like, you know, a lot of dancers, you know, they're, you know, physically fit, they look good. They brought like a good energy to the club and uh, really created that like, that atmosphere that people wanted to be at. So even if you're drinking or you're dancing and you can still have a good time. So the more and more we performed at these nightclubs, these promoters would reach out to me and be like, yo, TK, can you uh, like host one of these parties? I was like, yeah, that sounds like, sounds like fun. Why not? So then I, I connected with uh, Victory Nightlife. So shout out to everybody that's been to any of our parties in San Diego. Victory Nightlife, uh, I met um, my partners Mo and Jodon through Myron. So Myron Martin is the person who kind of like pulled me into this whole thing and like from dance helped me transition to the whole like club scene. And it was cool because like, you know, you go from performing on stage and like, you know, wanting to see people like react to going and hosting these parties and you're looking for reactions from people, just seeing them having the time of their life, having fun, you know what I mean? Like that was my high, like that kind of in a sense replaced the high of performing on stage was seeing people just like having the time of their life, you know? And it was just being able to pivot and kind of see the opportunity in that. Because for me, I was able to bring a different kind of element to like the whole party scene. So, you know, when I connected with my partners, Mo and uh, Jodon, I like brought all the dancers and stuff, you know. So then when we put it all together, it was just a fun party. And back then it was just like we would have like showcases because dancers, they want to perform, right? And everyone's looking for an opportunity, so we, provi- we provided that opportunity for them to be able to perform for people on, like, you know, whether it was a House of Blues stage or just, like, on, in a nightclub on the dance floor. Got you. Um, there was a time, um, I remember you, you put out a, a manuscript, right? The, the 30-year-old intern manuscript. Uh, talk about that. What was, what was uh, what was the inspiration behind that, and what was going on in your life when you wrote that? So, so with so from dancing transition to doing like events and um, throwing parties and stuff, right? Uh, I was in San Diego. I was throwing a lot of events, and I kind of felt pigeonheld. And I and I was you know twenty five at the time, and I was like, dude, I gotta like see what else is out there. I want to like try different things. So I actually ended up um, hopping over to uh, L A. And really just trying to see what I could do there. And I got really lucky that I got grandfathered into like this whole like nightlife scene there. So 
But what, doing the nightclub stuff there, it led me to work with Moa Hennessy. So there was a point where I worked for Moa Hennessy when I was, I didn't, I didn't drink until I was 25 years old. And then at 26, 27, I got this job at Moa Hennessy. And I got it through my man, Kenny Mack. So Kenny Mack is the person that would always um, kind of connect like, you know, different kids, like I don't want to say on the streets, but like different kids, like up and coming kids with like industry execs and stuff, right? And he put us together. And it was like a three month process. And this is back in the day before there was like influencers or really social media. There was Twitter at the time. And, you know, I know this is like, this is building up to like the whole 30 year old uh, intern, but like he, he gave me an opportunity to work with Mo at Hennessy to throw events, to be the ambassador for Hennessy. And it was just like a dream job where like, you know, I got to fly to like France for the first time and like say it like the nicest places and just be exposed to this whole different lifestyle or whatever. And like, it was, I was doing the same thing I was doing, which was like throwing parties, creating these experiences. But now I had like this backing of like this, you know, uh, multi, like this, you know, worldwide brand or whatever, right? So fast forward, fast forward, I'm in LA, I'm still throwing parties, having the time of my life, um, working with Hennessy, it's been like three years. And you know, now I'm turning 30 and I'm like, dang, you know, like when I hit 25, I, I wanted to change it up. Now I'm hitting 30, I'm like, dude, I'm still in the nightclub. I mean, yes, I'm giving, I'm in LA, I'm working with Hennessy and things like that, but what's next? So I was coming out to Vietnam because my dad is out here. So my dad's been able to like um, kind of build himself out here in Vietnam and you know with with the whole going back to Vietnam and just seeing what opportunities are here you know Vietnam is a developing country where like things don't exist yet you know so it's an exciting time to come out here to bring things that we see that work maybe in other parts of the world bring it to uh, Vietnam and then hopefully you know it, it would work and you know be able to uh, you know connect the the cultures or bridge the gap right yeah so when i was in vietnam i was like you know thinking like dude there's like all these things like why do i love throwing these like parties why i love creating experiences for people right whether you know you know it's just through a party or through an event or whatever it was or just bringing people together connecting people and like creating memories is kind of like the saying i uh, i've been saying a lot and I realized like a hotel is like the ultimate like curated experience, right? Where you're kind of like curating, you know, someone's vacation, um, the way they sleep, the way they eat, party, drink, um, the way it's the whole, it's like a little, you know, mini city or whatnot, right? So I was like, dude, like, what if we could do something like that? Like, you know, build like a small boutique or, or do some kind of like uh, hospitality out here in Vietnam. And then um, going back and forth to Vietnam, I was like, dude, this would be amazing if we could do this. And I wanted to kind of transition like out of like the whole nightlife scene, but still stick to like hospitality and like dealing with people. So then uh, I was like, dude, what if we could do a hotel? So, you know, after like talking about the idea with my dad, with my brother and stuff, he's like, why don't you guys go intern? So at the time I was, the W Hotel used to have this place called Dre's, right? And Dre's was like the uh, the rooftop in Hollywood on top of the W, right? So I was the dude that would throw events with Hennessy at Dre's. So everyone was used to seeing me like come through and everything and like, you know, spend money and pop bottles. Hennessy's money, of course. And then now I was coming back to ask to see if I could intern at the W. 
And it was like, dude, such a humbling experience, man. And like, you know, you're going from being like that guy or whatever to like, yo, can I pick up your dirty laundry? You know? And it was just like, it was, it, it, it was, it, I really had to like, uh, it was like an ego thing. You know what I mean? Like, damn, like, you know, I used to be like, I'm, I'm the, I'm the dude popping bottles in the club. Now I'm coming here and like, you know, I'm running into like the bottle service waitresses. Like, oh, TK, is there a Hennessy event tonight? I'm like, oh. No, I'm actually here to pick up your dirty laundry. You know what I mean? And like, me and, my, it was me and my brother did it. We did it for almost seven months. And it was an amazing experience because we really got to see the ins and outs of a hotel in a short amount of time. And our goal was just to see if it's something that we liked. So my biggest takeaway from that was, you know, being able to take a step back in order to take a step forward in a sense, right? So like, you know, being able to kind of humble myself and for the bigger picture, you know, and trusting the journey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got tons of stories from 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 the W, but that was kind of like the lead up to how I got yeah. to like the 30 year old what, intern. What, um, what was, did you have like somebody kind of coaching you through um, the steps of like intern and then from there you're gonna go do this? Like, I mean, where, where did you kind of develop the mentality of like this sort of, I mean, like you said, it's, it's hard to, um, make a shift in your life, especially when you're used to a certain type of lifestyle, like, like you're saying, like you were that dude, and then it's like, man, like, so there, there has to be something in your mind that makes it feel like this is worth it. Like for me to go through this is worth it. What was, what was that somebody like kind of coaching you through that? Was there like a mentor figure in your life to kind mentors, of- Mentors, man, mentors, man. I've, I've been so fortunate to have several mentors in my life that just kind of helped me get to the next step or the next stage or like level up or whatever, right? Um, I mean, even like my fir first mentor, I would say is like Mo Zarabi or somebody like that, where like he was the one that helped me with victory and like helped me create this entertainment company where we threw events. And then when I moved to LA, I had people like B. Wynn or Kenny Mack that helped me kind of get to that next level. And like, you know, my biggest mentor in my entire life has always been my dad. So I call him big brother, cause he like looks mad young and you know, uh, in public, you know, we, 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 we don't call him dad because like he, his girlfriend sometimes are younger than ours, but like, you know, that's a whole nother story or whatever. Right. But he would always tell me, you know, like, you know, everybody wants a better life, but like not at what are you willing to sacrifice for it? Right. And it's like, yeah, everybody wants it. So he would always tell me like, you know, for you, it's like, you know, you have an opportunity to go work at the W and you know, for free. It's not like, you know, I was still making a little bit of money from Hennessy or whatnot and like from my, all the events I was doing. He's like, take this as a learning opportunity. Not everybody has that chance to just go see behind the scenes and learn and see if it's something that you want to do. And he was the one that was really pushing me to to see the bigger picture because like it, had to, it was the ego thing, man. Like, yeah. ego, man. I was just like, dude, I can't, what do you mean? I can't, I can't go pick up towels, man. Like, Man, I gotta go sweep and like, I mean, there was one time where I, we were um, the um, management, cause we were working in the stylist department, AKA housekeeping. And they, we were um, sweeping and vacuuming the lobby. So my brother comes up to me and he's like, man, TK, he's like, dude, don't. He's like, you know what? Like nobody knows me here. You know, you kind, people kind of know who you are. So why don't you go do something that like behind the scenes, you know? And like, I, you know, I, I appreciate that. My brother was like looking out for me and stuff and yeah. stuff. Well, but like, you know, it, it was back then, you know, it, I think sometimes when I, when I was living in LA and all of us, right, especially with social media, we get so caught up in comparing ourselves to everybody and we get so caught up in like trying to maintain this image or, or whatever that sometimes we're afraid to take a step back, you know, 
And you know, that experience really taught me so much because it made me realize that I do love hospitality, that I do want to do this, and that you know, uh, I had to prove to myself as well that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to take those steps, you know? Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft. From quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with, Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on to store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at Kinesthetic Brand. So at what point did you, so how long was that internship? How long did that last? Uh, almost, almost seven months, like six months. Okay. And then after that was like Vietnam kind of like the, the immediate next step transition or where did you jump from like going from there? You're like, I'm just going to like go full out, move to Vietnam, get with Pops and just like go do the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I think Pops was always trying to get us to come back to Vietnam. Uh, you know, we've been very fortunate. He's been able to build, uh, you know, his, his whole thing out here and like, you know, our family business and stuff and like. But, you know, for us, it's like, I never, I mean, if you asked me like 10 years ago that I'd be, if you told me I would be living in Vietnam, like, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. You know what I mean? Like, but like coming back to Vietnam, like, like once again, it goes back to the ego thing. It goes back to step, taking a step back. It take, goes back to, you know, like seeing the bigger picture, right? Like when I saw Vietnam was kind of like how I saw the internship, right? Where, you know, I was used to a certain type of lifestyle living in you know, in LA, like living in Hollywood as an ambassador for this like global brand with like like almost 30K like a month to spend, not my money, company money, right? Yeah. To spend at all the best nightclubs, popping bottles every night, out and about every day, you know? And it, it was an addictive like lifestyle, you know? And so for me to take a step back, uh, and see the bigger picture. What well, was not? It wasn't easy. You know, my dad's. Uh, was, my dad was really concerned with me living at at this high level, and he'd always remind me, like, "Yo, that money is not yours. That's Hennessy's money." You know what I mean? So I got used to living this certain lifestyle that was just like not normal. You know, and for me to come back to Vietnam, which is a developing country, and we live in a small beach town. You know, so looking at Vietnam, my dad would always remind me, like, "There's so much opportunity here. You have to go to the places that where things don't exist, like with the states, right? Like." You know, I'm not saying that there's no opportunities, but I'm saying that there's more opportunities here for me because things don't exist yet. Vietnam is still growing and the growth is like exponential, you know. So if you can see that and be able to sacrifice, um, you know, a certain amount of time and make, you know, adapt and evolve, um, then, you, you know, there's a, so much opportunity for you out there, you know. So 
going back to your question is like, you know, with Vietnam, I think with Vietnam, it was just like seeing, okay, look, I'm coming from Hollywood, LA, the entertainment capital of the world, you know what I mean? To like Vietnam, hmm, going to the, this small beach town, you know what I mean? And, but, you know, what was the vision? What was the bigger picture? What is my why? What am I doing it for? You know, and I had to realize that, you know, I'm trying to do this to build a future for myself, you know, for my family, you know what I mean? For my moms, you know, and like, although I was very fortunate in LA, like I had to give up this good life to pursue this great life, you know? And I didn't know if it was gonna work out or not, you know what I mean? Like we were scared at times and like, you know, but, you know, I was confident that, you know, coming out here with the support of my, you know, with my dad, doing it with my brother, doing something that I absolutely love, you know, like we'll figure it out, you know? So it was, it was a while though. It was probably like, it was something that was like brewing in the back of my mind around 30, like 20, 29, 30 years old. And then um, I didn't make the jump till 31, 31. I decided, I just, I just moved. I didn't, I, I didn't even throw, I didn't even throw a going away party. I just moved, you know what I mean? And I was like, you know, I'll figure it out. And it's like, there's a saying with Tony Robbins, like if you want to take the island, you got to burn the boat. So you got to be all in, you know what I mean? Like you can't be like one foot in, one foot out, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be all in and just commit uh, to making it work. And like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like say we fail or for whatever reason we fail and it's like, you know, I, we fail and then like, well, we, we I can always go back to, to LA. I can always go back to California and be like, you know what? And I'm sure and I'm confident in my skill set that I could find a job, hopefully with Hennessy or with a, wherever else, you know what I mean? So why not? take that leap of faith, trust the journey and just go do it. Yeah. So you built, you built Skylight with your dad and your brother. Yes. And one more right. partner, his name is Cyrus. He's the owner of Lock and Key and uh, one of the owners at Nightshade in uh, right, right around the corner from Complex, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, first of all, for those that may not know what Skylight is, like explain what that is. All right. So we're like a rooftop beach club in this small little beach town in Vietnam. So I don't know who, anybody here from Vietnam? But I saw some, uh, some Vietnam in the, in, the, in the thread, yeah, for sure. With, 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 uh, with Skylight, like we came out here, our goal was to do like a small boutique hotel or something, you know what I mean? And when we were out here, we met the owner of this hotel that I actually live in now, and they had this like rooftop with nothing on it. It was just like a helicopter pad, you know, and like, we're like, dude, this is amazing. And like being fortunate enough to travel around the world, like going to Bangkok, Singapore, Ho Chi Minh City, like there's all these amazing rooftops and like these iconic rooftops. And like, you know, the weather here in Vietnam is, a, is amazing. We have 300 days of sunshine here in Nha Trang. So we're like, dude, let's do something here. Let's do like a rooftop and utilize all the experience that I've kind of like built over the years, you know, from being a dancer to a promoter, to an events coordinator, you know what I mean? to uh, now putting it all together and then creating this place called Skyland. Like it just snowballed, like we had no idea. We thought we were gonna do like something small, like a little rooftop beach vibe. And it kind of, the idea just kept snowballing. And like, it's, it's an attraction now, you know, like um, it's one of the top five things to do when you come to Nha Trang. And uh, it's a rooftop beach club. So on top there's a 360 like observation deck and then like at night, it's a restaurant, and rooftop beach club. We have tons of fun. And like the things that we're doing there, I'm not reinventing the wheel. We're just doing some of the things that we did back home in the States, 
that you've seen in LA, that you've seen in Vegas, like bringing out signs and stuff, happy birthday, uh, write your name out and stuff. And like, shout out to everybody that's been to Skylight. I appreciate it. I see some people leaving comments and stuff. So thank you. And, you know, for us, it was, you know, creating this, uh, creating this place that is basically a one of a kind destination for this, for Nyachang. And we've been very fortunate because Nyachang is kind of the Miami of like Vietnam, right? So everybody from Hanoi, from Saigon comes here and parties here, right? So just like how everybody from New York or LA goes to Miami to party at the beach, like same thing. So we've been able to meet a lot of like great people along the way. And, uh, yeah, it's you guys. If you guys are ever in Vietnam, please stop by. Please come by Nyachang. Come to Skylight. We'll have a good time together. So, with obviously what's going on in the world, um, it's affecting everybody, right? I mean, from you guys all the way out there in Vietnam to obviously it's 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 crazy over here in the states. Um, how has that kind of affected um, the way that you guys are kind of like shifting focus, and um, how are you kind of like weathering that storm out there? So it's crazy. This is this this town is a complete tourist destination, right? So just think of like uh, it kind of reminds me of Honolulu slash Miami, right? So when our biggest um, inbound uh, tourist at, at the time, maybe like two months ago, right, was Chinese, Korean, and Russian, right? And we had definitely had Westerners like Australians. We had um, you know Americans coming through and stuff, but those are the top three markets, and. You know, for us, when the, the whole thing kind of broke out, like they cut the, the, the flights from China. So automatically, like, ha it was like Thanos snapped his fingers and like half the population was gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we had to be able to adapt and evolve. So like our space is like broken up into three places, right? So we have like the rooftop beach club, which is the front, and then we have the restaurant area in the middle, and then the back is like a pool deck where you have dinner like outside. So it's, it's, it's a pretty big space. But like once that happened, we just kind of, you know, instead of focusing on all the negative, like, okay, what can we do now? What can we do to like adjust and adapt to the situation? So it was kind of like how when we first opened in 2015, we just focused everybody in the front. So instead of having people dying in these other areas and spreading out the energy, you know, we focused all the chairs and dining tables to the front area. And, you know, we wanted, instead of having a hundred people and spread out like 30 here, 30 here and 40 here, you know, we put everybody in the front. So like having 100 people there, you could create an atmosphere. So I think one of the important things, especially in times like this, is being able to adjust and being quick and you know, adapting to the situation. You know, I think a lot of people focus on the problem too much where they don't focus enough on the solutions. You know? And like for us, focusing on, we wanted to focus on the solution. We already know there's a problem here. Right, what can we do now, right? So, um, but like from that, like, you know, then it, all of a sudden, next thing you know, like we're focusing on the Korean and Russian market and boom, there's an outbreak in Korea. Boom, Korea market is gone. Now there's only the Russian market, you know? Um, currently, Vietnam is like completely lo uh, on lockdown. No, I, I don't think there's any incoming international flights at the moment and limited, limited outbound international flights. So now we're all on lockdown. Uh, we've actually had to close up Skylight. We decided to close and just kind of like lead the way first. Just, we weren't forced to, but we wanted to do it just for the safety of our staff and sure, of the community yeah. and things like that. So we've been closed for almost two weeks now, two weeks tomorrow. And obviously it's, it's you know, nobody wants that, you know, but like for me, I'm really concerned with our staff and like, 
you know, being able to, for everybody to put food on the table and stuff. And like, we're trying our best to support our staff the best way possible. So we had to be really creative, you know? So what we've done now is we, we started a party called the live stream takeover. So now we're doing live stream parties um, two times a week on Tuesday and Fridays here in Vietnam, right? So those live stream parties, like, you know, we're just trying to provide good vibes, good energy. And we've turned our office into like a mini little studio, you know, and like we're live streaming. Uh, we have our DJs coming in. We have some guest DJs popping in just so that we can promote and push everybody to stay at home, be safe, you know, and like we're just trying our best to do something to like add to everybody else. Because, you know, we know a lot of people are going through some difficult times. So that goes back to like adapting and adjusting. Right. And I think yeah. times like this, it's like, you know, all of us are forced to be creative and innovate. Like uh, what how can we make the most of these situations? And we've been fortunate. We connected with Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh. So now we're doing a live stream party um, six days a week with three cities, you know, and like just trying to figure out creative ways to connect um, the community and stuff. That's dope, man. Um, so for yourself in a time like this, like it's easy to you know, get stir crazy and like, um, you know, like let all the, I mean, every like two minutes, I feel like I'm getting a news alert on my phone about something crazy that, right? Um, how are you kind of like, um, kind of keeping your mind in the places that you want it to be and, and how are you utilizing like kind of like your personal time right now? Man, it's crazy. Um, I, Dude, like the first few days, I was so caught in like just watching the news and there's just so much negativity and it's like, it's overwhelming because like the stuff they're talking about has never, it's straight out of the movies, you know what I mean? And like, I'm sure a lot of people are going crazy with it. So like, I was like, dude, I need to turn this off. I need to figure out how to like just focus my energy on some positive stuff. And like, you know, I woke up, so I've been waking up like early and like, you know, uh, I'm seeing everybody live stream, which is great. And like jumping in and like just trying to surround myself, even though not maybe physically, you know what I mean? Like, I know there's like, but like, they're saying social distancing. So instead of social distancing, it's more physical, right? But it doesn't mean you can't be social and just connect with other people. So like, in the mornings, I've actually been tuning into DJ Vice's live stream and then just listening to like good music and then like all the homies are in there. Everyone's just kind of like leaving fun comments and like, you know, it's just, but it's, it's just better than like, you know, putting your mind in like, you know, all this negativity, you know? Um, I've been spending a lot of time reading. I've been reading The Alchemist again, dude. If you haven't read this book, by the way, guys, this book is so good. I don't know why, but like, when I first read it, it was good. But now rereading it again, I'm like, damn, this is like, it's like speaking to me, you know? But anyways, um, but, but I think it's important for, for us to, to, you know, be proactive about making sure that, you know, whatever you're feeding your mind, whether it's positive or negative, like those are seeds that are like in your head, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's important that we focus on the positivity, spread good vibes. Um, I've been doing a little bit of like, you know, the, the FaceTiming with friends and stuff, which is great because like it's giving me, I'm trying to make the most use of this time. So I, I put something out where like a little checklist for your quarantine checklist or whatever, right? So like, you know, reading a new book, listening to new podcasts, um, doing workouts, you know, so I've, I've been working out um, consistently still and then um, reaching out to a friend or some family, you know, every day, somebody maybe I haven't talked to in a while. So those are the things that I've been doing to kind of like just keep saying during this time. But, you know, it definitely makes me appreciate all the little things that we, you know, maybe took for granted, like, you know, two months ago or whatever. Yeah. So as like an entrepreneur, right? Like, I think the entrepreneurial mind never stops. Like something like this, 
doesn't put that on pause. So like, let's say for somebody, maybe even like in here or listening, um, you know, again, like as, as you know, dancers, you, you kind of start out young and then at some point you're like, your mind transitions, like, what am I going to do? I, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. Right. And so like for yourself to like, would you, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's kind of like, um, you know, maybe looking to have a career that goes um, outside of dance or even taking dance to the next step, whatever that is. And in a time like this, rather than um, thinking that all those plans need to stop, like what, what sort of advice would you give to somebody who still wants to create something or turn, uh, create a business or something like that? How would somebody in a time like this still move forward? So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, with dance, um, I think you have to be able to see, like, the opportunity sometimes. It's okay to pivot. Like, before, like, when I was, like, you know, 19 years old, I wanted to be in the next Missy Elliott video. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that was my passion. That was, like, what I loved at the time. And I'm, I'm still passionate about dance. I love seeing you guys perform. I love seeing Kinja. I love seeing, like... You know all the homies especially now like utilizing their platform and now it's bigger than dance like seeing what you've been able to do you know transition from dance being a dancer you know and then now doing even just this where it's like this podcast and seeing what you guys have been able to do with the complex and having all these different other channels utilizing your platform and you know providing something for for all these people so like i think with with the mindset here it's about you know you know one of the sayings that I always say is like, trust the journey, right? Like, and um, one of the best ways for me to describe what that really means is like, we have to know that life isn't happening to us, it's happening for us, right? So I'm gonna say that again. So life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you, right? So a lot of the times, some of the little things or some of the things that, you know, you really wish would happen is actually, that didn't happen actually are blessings in disguise. You know what I mean? And you won't notice it until maybe a little bit later. You know, for me, like, I remember going to my first Missy Elliott, uh, Missy Elliott audition and like, I was just going following KJ and Jafar. I have no, there's no reason why I should be there, period, right? And like, I'm just like, I'm gonna check this out. I just wanna see what it's all about, right? And I go and like, they have us freestyle and it's just like the best dancers ever. That's where I actually first met JD. I just saw him, I was like, who's this dude with the braids? One, this dude is bad as hell, you know what I mean? And like, it was just crazy because I was like, dude, these dudes are so good. And like, it kind of gave me like a reality check because like, I did, dance was something that was more something I did for fun. But if I could turn it into something that could be a career, that would be awesome. But like, when I saw that, like, you know, it was kind of a reality check for me. And it's, I'm not saying that, you know, I couldn't have tried harder or like taken more class and kind of built myself up. But when I saw that, I was like, damn. You know what? I got a long way to go. So how can I transition this into something else? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, um, and that's where my mind started working and like utilizing these things. Where like at the time you're kind of bummed out, but it was actually a blessing because it made me realize that okay, you know what? Maybe this isn't what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. But it led me to the next thing, you know. And that was like the events, you know, and throwing parties and like putting on shows and things like that. So like sometimes like that saying trust the journey just kind of like sticks in my head because you know everything that i wanted to happen when i was younger you know that didn't happen you know it led me to where i am now you know what i mean and like all those different things like led me like for example for skylight like 
at Skylight, I'm able to use my skills in putting together events, you know, throwing parties up at Skylight every day. Um, I, I'm the freaking MC at times too, up there like as the hype man, and that's like something I learned as being the MC for like World of Dance, you know, and spraying champagne, you know what I mean? Like we were doing that in the club, you know, and like all these little things that that kind of like I've learned throughout my life, like here and there, kind of just led me here, and like now it's all coming together in a sense, right? So I think in times like this, it's really important for everybody to like, you know, focus on okay, yes. The world is a crazy place right now, but what can I do and like what can I focus on to improve myself mentally, physically, you know what I mean? Now, so that in the next six months, I'm a better version of who I am, you know? And like I think as entrepreneurs, we're, it's really on us, you know? There's nobody else that's like here like pushing me every single day. It's like really up to me to stay self-motivated and push myself and surround myself with like, great people or people who will inspire me that push me to be a you know that make me want to be better you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so i think it's important like uh, you you kind of hit it with uh you know everything's an opportunity you know what i mean if, if one if one door closes you you pivot you turn and there's another door you know what i mean so i think in a time like this where you know um quarantining and, and, and social distancing seems like, oh shoot, I can't like do the normal things that I would want to do, then it's kind of like, well then what, what do I have to my disposal, you know what I mean? And like um, things like social media and technology is a great way to still connect and be creative to find, I mean, you know, people are having Zoom meetings to live stream dance classes to like all kinds of stuff. And I think like social media right now is like really fun to watch because it's uh you're seeing everybody do things differently and i think that's such a great opportunity um for yeah anyone at home you don't have to be like this you know big time influencer to have uh, a voice or to be creative and, and and you know be appreciate or to have that appreciated by those who are uh following you or whatever you know what i mean so i think um yeah having that sort of ability to uh, break away from the norm to like now look at what is my new normal, you know what I mean? And, and what can I do to create an opportunity out of this? Dude, you know what, I mean? what I love right now seeing is everyone is getting so creative, right? And dude, everyone's a dancer now, by the way, because of TikTok, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right? TikTok, but like, everyone's on TikTok making all kinds of crazy, yeah. So I mean like, you know, as much as like I poke fun at it every now and then, but like, you know, it's cool to see everybody go to being creative because you have all this free time now. So like utilize that free time to, you know, what is the next thing that you can do? And like, you know, people are dancing, people are singing, like, you know, it's bringing people together. Cause I think sometimes in our daily lives, we get so caught up in, in, in life that, you know, we, we don't take a step back and have time to think and have time to be creative. You know what I mean? So I think this is, is, is a great opportunity to really sit down and kind of think about, you know, uh, about life, about what you want to do and like, you know, how you can be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to do a quick lightning round with you, bro. Do it. Fire off, fire off some quick fire questions, and you just come with it. Yeah. Lightning in three, two, one. What's your favorite food? Favorite cheese its. Favorite beverage. Favorite beverage. Uh, Hennessy on the rocks. Favorite movie of all time. Dude, coming to America. <laughs> Favorite book? I think you just ah, uh, dude, The Alchemist right now. Yeah. There it is. 
Uh, most memorable dance community experience. Oh, so many, dude. Uh, it's it's all like the after parties and stuff, man. Like I love sharing the stage, but all those times because we we wouldn't see each other all the time. And like I remember, like uh, like the company coming down, and we would all just get together and everybody, and like we'd just party and have fun and like connect. Like that's what I miss, like that whole like camaraderie and stuff. Gotcha. What or who is your biggest inspiration? Uh, Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> what would be a dream opportunity for you? Dream opportunity. Um, shoot, uh, dude. I don't do so many. Uh, to open up a hotel one day. I don't know. Sick. Dream collab. Dream collab. Me and Ben Chung doing something to help inspire the, the youth outside of this podcast, oh, baby. This is where it starts, hopefully. What is your superpower? Superpower. Bringing people together and having the time of our lives. What is your proudest moment? Proudest moment. My mom stepping onto skylight for the first time and seeing what we've been working so hard and uh where all of her effort and energy put into us uh kind of manifested into something real sick what is your most memorable moment at skylight uh most memorable moment at skylight oh uh when my mom was here uh just dancing with her like at, at last song of the night we were dancing and she said uh i'm living my dream it's amazing. If you can go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? Um, read more. There's a lot of knowledge in books, man, and I wish I would have spent more time when I was younger reading because there's so much information there that could really, once applied, right? You gotta apply it. You can read, but if you don't apply, it don't mean nothing. Exactly. Less of, more of. What would you want to see less of in the world and also more of? Dude, less hate, more love, man. We need it now. Mm-hmm. What is your golden rule, your life mantra? Life mantra, um, trust the journey, right? Life is happening. Life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. So whatever, all those hardships that you're going through, they're all gonna teach you something. And you have to find a lesson in each of those moments. Love it. We're gonna shift now. Um, we uh, wanted to take some fan questions. Yeah, do I, do I gotta get out of here or what? And come back or what? Uh, no, no, it's cool. I, I, be, I got some questions that came in. We, we had Charlie Guy uh, listening in and he sent me some of the questions that came in. Uh, one question was, uh, were you fluent enough to communicate for growing the business? I'm imagining that means like in Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah. so like growing up as a kid, you know, I spoke Vietnamese with my aunts and uncles and like you'd say like things like, uh, chào chú, chào cô, you know, like simple basic things, right? And then coming here, it was like, pfft. Because now you're like in an industry where like, I didn't know what the word for nail was. So like now we're doing construction and there's all these words that I've never used before. So it really forced me to really step outside my comfort zone and learn. Um, one of my goals, especially now with uh, this downtime is learn Vietnamese, how to read and write. So I'm pretty fluent now, but I would love to be more fluent just to be able to like uh, do some more like, it's funny because sometimes I'm talking to my staff and I'm trying to be serious and like scold them in a sense, but like, the words I'm using aren't like correct and they start giggling and I'm like, I'm like trying to be serious, you know what I mean? But, uh, but it helps to be submerged in the culture and like, you know, hearing it and listening to it every day. So step by step, but uh, I was okay. I was probably like a- Pretty fluent now or like- I think I went from like a, a second grader to now like being maybe like a sophomore in high school, you know? Getting there, getting there. Heck yeah. 
another question was, how is journaling going? So I guess, do, do you journal? Yes, so okay, so I need to do more of it, right? But it's something that my brother actually really put me on to and just kind of like writing down what you're going through and like, you know, some of these, like like this experience now, like you're, we're gonna look back on this, like, you know, your kids are gonna ask you like, hey, where were you during the 2020 pandemic? You know what I mean? Be able to look back and kind of like see those, those, um, those feelings that you had and like back in the day like i had like the tk times which was my blog back in the day before there was instagram before there was like all these bigger social media uh platforms i had a blog and like i'm so thankful now that i can go back and look at it because there was a time where i looked at it and me and ben we was in new york with the jabberwockies at in times square and like i'm so thankful that i can look back on that and even it's photos and stuff and like just like those memories, you know, and like I think looking yeah. back um, when we're a lot older, we'll appreciate it and we'll be able to share it with our kids. That's what's up, man. Um, I think for the sake of time, because I think IG Live caps off at an hour, so we only got a few minutes. So, uh, dude, TK, thanks for hopping on, man. It's a, it's a crazy time. Um, I've been wanting to do one of these with you and, and here it is, you know, like, look, the pandemic forced us to be like, hey, we can only do things remote and it's like, this is a great way to do it. It's awesome that you're on the other side of the globe Monday morning for you and here we are. But uh, man, like one, I'm so proud of you, bro, like as, as your homie that's uh, seen you go through the journey of, you know, the dance community to um, literally going to pursue your dream, man. Like I, I look at what you're doing and it's super inspiring and I know you're only going to do more and I know you're like shifting into other things now too in terms of uh, doing more things like this, spreading knowledge and um, yeah, I know you're going to keep going, man. So uh, appreciate you. Be safe out there, man. Um, much love to, yeah, much love to the folks. You heard it. Stay home. I, I'm going to go home right after this, I promise. I'm over here by myself, quarantining in the room. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning into the live stream. Uh, this uh, audio is gonna get onto the, the podcast platforms. So that's the, if you missed it here, you're gonna be able to listen to it um, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're at. Um, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're figuring out creative ways to bring you guys the stuff that we wanna bring you guys from the dance stuff to podcasting. Um, we're gonna evolve things. We're learn we're doing things. This is literally our first week doing all of it. So we promise it's gonna get better. We're we're like learning. We're troubleshooting as we go. But um, yeah, hop onto your podcast platform apps. Give us a five star rating. Write us a review. All that stuff really helpful. Um, help us get the show better. Um, the ratings uh, and the, the hit that five star rating. It gives us visibility in the podcast charts. And um, yeah, keep following us on the socials. We're gonna keep updating you guys with the programming that we're bringing you guys with Kindra. So hop on to obviously at Kindra's on IG if you're not following already. Um, Kindra's podcast with a K. We're on Twitter, Facebook, all that. Um, we wish you guys health and safety. Stay positive, be creative, keep making TikTok videos or whatever that's <laughs> keeping, keeping you. Exactly, whatever is getting you through. So, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, Ben. Peace. Appreciate y'all.